Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cockmore, and of course, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing great, Todd. It's uh, it's another Saturday as we roll around, and but heading into spring and summer, it's kind of an exciting time. Yeah, it is, and you know, yeah. going forward, our schedule's a little crazy because of me, largely. But uh, yeah, next week uh, I'm going to be. Matter of fact, I'm like, as soon as I get down with the show this morning, I finish packing the suitcases because I'm taking three. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm taking two of uh microphones real well stuff that i need to have basically forward placed um so i'm taking a bunch of gear there and then uh and then this is it starts really the countdown for the studio here being disassembled and put in a container and shipped so yeah crazy that is crazy yes how many years have you been operating that out of that room there i, I know think, since podcasting think, started so, well yeah. no that i was i started at historic fort island and then i moved into this house november of 2007 mm-hmm. so probably been doing the show here since then but live I, I started live at like 650 episodes so that was seven years ago so you know that uh i haven't I haven't done video the entire time here but anyway long enough but Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. And yeah. uh, we will probably, and I've got to coordinate this with Rob, but uh, the next two Saturdays are just boned, completely boned. So, Rob, you and I will have to work on an alternative uh, date to record the show. And next week, if we we're going to do one, the actually Thursday would be the day. If oh, possible. really? Okay. Yeah, because uh, Friday I go into lockdown, Saturday I'm in lockdown. <laughs> And then Sunday uh, I fly out and then I'm, my schedule's crushed and I actually don't get back here to Sunday the following week. So we can talk about that at the end, but anyway, enough on administrative logistics. It's been a while. And did you, did you recover from NAB or or is it even possible to recover from NAB? (laughs) No, I think you leave there uh, scarred for life. No, it's, it was actually a, it was a really, really fun event this year. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, ha- it, having that location in oh. Central Hall really, really made all the difference in the world, it seems like. And, you know, booth choice, booth choice, booth choice. And you got lucky, my friend, because <laughs> well, we all thought we were right. I thought, oh, I got him. And then, and then Robin Libson <laughs> says, yeah, I got him. And then you end up on a main thoroughfare just by luck, by the positioning. I know, totally. Yeah. So winner, winner, chicken dinner for you. <laughs> it's the booth wars that's right, right. we're always uh, battling to try and get the best location for you know, traffic you know what i'm i'm looking at booth picks for podcast movement i just got it this morning literally 40 minutes ago and i'm like damn it rob i'm thinking rob from libsyn and 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 you know because i'm looking at his position and i'm like oh man and uh so i i don't know what to do i, I have an idea but they get this well, I, I, I think I can legally show this. They have, uh, let's see here, five, six. So the main entrances are at the bottom. Main, it says main entrance, secondary entrance. The breakout rooms are on the left. The others breakout rooms are on the right. So the Rob at Libsyn has already picked 404 and 406, which is these two blue dots right above the yellow box on the bottom. 
So, of course, he's got perfect main entrance. He, he's really got a good position. Right. And then Tr- Triton, they're on the right. So they picked a good spot. And then I'm looking at Simplecast, where they are. They're up a little further. They got a good I have, be honest with you, I'm not sure where to pick. I so, know, it's tough sometimes. It's tough sometimes to try and find the right spot. Yeah, because you just don't know how the flow, you know, yeah. how the flow is going to be. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I have to make a pick today or tomorrow. By tomorrow, I think the game is deadline by tomorrow, and and then then I think you get the email. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> just go any meeny miny mo. You know, just yeah. close your eyes and then drop the finger. No, no, no. <laughs> so you know, do I want to be by the breakout rooms on the right or do I want to be on the breakout rooms by the left? It's you know, you just never can tell. In in, no. in one way or the other, you're going to be pissed because something won't be exactly the way it should. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be honest with you folks, for those of you that ever do a trade show, it really does matter. <laughs> Booth oh, selection man, yeah. does matter um, because, yeah. you know, it may be the difference between seeing 500 people and seeing 300 people. Yeah. Just by the way that people are walking around. So, yeah, it's all about visibility. You know where where the traffic flow is. That that's I I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, it's, but it also you know there's another factor. This too, it's it's how aggressive you are in your booth too at grabbing people. Right, right, <laughs> and making sure your head's down, not down in your phone. You know, part of our right. ru- part of our rule in the booth is is uh, I, I always so say I'm checking my phone, and then that's a cue for the other people in the booth to be face up right. and smiling. And uh, then when I'm done, I'll say I'm done. And then someone else has time to look at their phones, so, you know, because it's hard for none of us not to look at our phones, but right, right. what does that have to do with podcasting? Well, I'll be honest with you at NAB, we had to be face up and looking because people are coming by and they look and oftentimes you'll see kind of them do like a half step and you'll say, right. can I help you? Are right, you going to do a exactly. podcast? And they'll stop and they'll talk. Otherwise, they won't. So, uh, yeah, especially if you walk out and engage with them, they'll right. They'll tend to walk towards you. Yeah. So, so, but if you don't engage with Mm -hmm. them, they'll just continue walking because they'll say that he's ignoring me. You know. Right. Yeah. Do I really? (laughs) Do I really want to spend five minutes talking to this guy and getting pitched? You know. So. Right. It's a it's a dance at the beginning, right? <laughs> right. You're not quite sure who to approach and yep. who not to, and it's a yep. it's, plus also the um, you know the the after hours activities yeah. at this event also made it hard to pay attention in the booth too. Yeah. So so because we're all so tired and <clears throat> groggy and lost our voices and all that stuff. Uh, so so during the day we uh the traffic was good a variety of people radio a lot of creators this year i was really kind of surprised the creator count was up i'd say the radio count was down but maybe because of our location tv count was up um i was that's kind of always the case so todd i'm i almost never talk to it's rare that you talk to radio people yeah at at nab it seems like yeah and I felt I my why. I felt yeah. my marketing outreach this year was flat. I just did not feel we got an uptick in because I do a very extensive emailing campaign leading up to the show, and it just felt flat to me. And uh, 
So it's, you know, you, you win some, you lose some. Uh, but now we're going through all those contacts and reaching out and, you know, closing the loop. And that's, you know, that's the next part you have to follow up. But yeah, NEB was good. But you know what was really good? Some dinners we had. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all the after hours. Stuff. Right. So, you know, there's, yeah. uh, there's this new, we have this new rule. And well, it's not rule. James Cridlin came up with it. Uh, James Cridlin basically said that when you're amongst competitors and friends, and James is a reporter. He says, when there are, what is it, more than two beers on the table? That's right. Like, then everything's off the record. Yeah, when, when there's more than two <laughs> beers on the table, there's everything's off the record. So technically, our dinner that we went to, there was only a glass of wine and a, and a Jack and Coke on the, on, the, on the table. Everyone else was drinking water. So I'm like, damn, we needed one less drink on the table. We could have been on the record. No, we well, would. Yeah, well, James is actually kicking himself a little bit that he didn't uh, he didn't hang out with us more. Mm. <laughs> oh, he missed some good stuff. But um, yeah. we went to uh, the Robs, literally. Rob Walsh, Rob McCracken, <laughs> and Rob Greenlee, and one Todd. We all went oh, yeah. to uh, Gordon Ramsay. What's the name of that place again? Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen, yeah. Great food. Right, the, uh, right off of the strip. Yeah, the yeah. appetizer was Freaking fantastic. Yeah. And uh, anyways. And so was the conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. If there had been a reporter next to us. Oh, my God. The, the, you know, and then edging each, you know, so what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And who do you think is going to get acquired next? And what do you think about this? And then we start dropping names, you know, looking at people's reactions on the table. It was very, very fun. And, uh, and sometimes you're just kind of like, there's this awkward pause and you're like got him got it got it got it i know who it is you know <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know don't worry rob don't worry no lots of ideas lots were, of ideas uh, dropped right and <laughs> lots of ideas hey and yeah. i put a whopper on the table right at the end <laughs> yeah i put a whopper on so you know and it, it's and it's and it's not collusion it's just having fun and, and having dinner with friends and um, talking smack and a lot of what ifs. Yeah. Right? A lot of what ifs, what ifs, what if these two combined or <clears throat> these three combined or all, all of them right, combined? right, no, right. All, all kinds of crazy, crazy talk. So, right. um, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was fun. And then of course the evenings at the bars and around and, um, you know, Mike and I even got hit up by a couple of girls to take them to a disco and we were like, uh, no, we're not 30 and stupid. Uh, you know, go on your own way, you know, so Let's just, go. yeah, yeah what, what, okay, date myself, go into the club, the nightclub, all right, okay. yeah, hey, okay. you guys want, yeah. you guys want to go to Caesars with us to the nightclub, I'm thinking, yeah, that'll be a $3,000 night and a divorce, <laughs> 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 you know, this is a, no, go um, away, go away, little girl, you know, right, so, or young lady, not little girl. Lots of that going on, that's for sure. And you know, it didn't see. Uh, you know, it was, it was. It was. We stayed. I stayed at the Flamingo. You guys stayed down where you guys were at the Circus Circus, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Rob Walsh and I stayed at. The we got. We got to get you guys out of there. Come on. <laughs> We're in pur purgatory. You've spent seven years in purgatory. It's it's time. You know, at least join it me. It is a pretty shaky hotel, I have to say. At least yeah. join me downtown or something. You know, my team doesn't like, well, 
some of my team doesn't like to stay downtown, but part of my team does, but we like to go out, hang out with the real people, you know, down at, uh, Oh, down, in the Fremont area? Yeah, Fremont Street, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, that's yeah. a long ways away from everything. It's a, just an Uber away. It's good. <laughs> and Uber was cheaper than Lyft this trip. I uh, see consistently Uber was cheaper. So, really. yeah. Certainly cheaper than taking a taxi, that's for sure. Oh, uh, yes, yes, indeed. But sometimes so, just the immediate being able to jump in a cab was sometimes faster, though. They still have uh, advantage in pickup and drop-off areas. So, as far as talking about the actual event itself, the the, the NAB, you know, I, it's still not what I would call a podcaster event. No, um, no. M- most of the people that come by are usually people that are part of another media organization that maybe are doing a podcast themselves yep. externally from their their full-time jobs and um, a few. Radio net. I mean, there's a few radio people yeah. that came by, but a lot of TV people that were looking to yep. um, take their YouTube stuff and maybe repurpose the audio. Just a lot of a lot of things like that. But the big thing that that was really interesting is how the um, the equipment manufacturers down there are are really uh, making um, making things um, that are basically more consumer right so i think the early days of the nab it was around you know big cameras and big expensive equipment and things like that but uh, you know we were surrounded by you know microphone manufacturers and things like that that really had some some terrific new new microphones and new equipment and things like that that i thought was really interesting too and that's that's unfortunately i think we're we're going to get separated from the 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 microphone manufacturers next year when we move to the, uh, the North, North hall. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, with that, I, I always talk about the success of a show for me is how much money I'm not going to spend, you know, by walking around and seeing the, Ooh, 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 you know, <laughs> seeing the new gadget. And, uh, I didn't get to see a lot of the show. I had a couple of appointments, went over mm-hmm. and saw a new tech and some folks and, you know, got in and they did a demo for me and, so I figured that show's probably only going to cost me about a thousand fifteen hundred in new right. gadget toys. Um, but other than that, I, that's that's a pretty cheap NAB for me. But you know, right. that's in comparison stuff laying out up there that was hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So um, well beyond what any podcaster would ever buy. But right, and also I guess we should talk a little bit about our session and the interaction we had with the newcomers to podcasting to. Our mm-hmm. session, which was uh, the trusted voices, which was kind of an interesting play. Um, right. How do you think the interaction went with those two groups? I think what I think it went good, but yeah, I think it went good too. I mean, it's an interesting contrast, right? Of you know, unfortunately, there's a there's a little bit of an implied thing that the new voices maybe aren't as trustworthy as the old voices. I don't know. I, it's just, it was a little bit of a weird dichotomy on that. Yeah, but I thought that the that, you know, I, I mean, let me back up and just say, I mean, certainly there wasn't as many people in the room as we were hoping for. But, but there was like a 120 maybe. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and that seems to be a little bit of the, the trend line that's going on at that event. Um, it's not, it's just not a, it's not a podcaster event. I would love that there would be more podcasters at the NEB and who knows, maybe, I don't know what changes the NEB could make to make it more attractive to podcasters to go to that 
um, Todd, but but I did think that the the interaction and the discussion. Uh, actually, I recorded our session, Todd. So oh. I actually have that in in uh, in an audio file. Uh, how so, did it turn out? It's okay. It's not. It's not terrific. It's not like you know each one of us had a microphone attached to us, so it was a little bit little bit of an echoey recording. But it, it's something that we we could share. Oh, maybe we'll put that out in in, in lieu of a show two weeks from now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we yeah. Well, you know, I think that the conversation we had, you know, you you and I and Rob have been on the stage together so much we can almost speak for each other, you know, yeah. in, in a little different tone, right. you know? And, uh, I, I think that, uh, believe it or not, I think Rob Walsh was more snarky than me. So, um, and of course you're always the reserved one to, uh, per se. Oh, and, oh really? Well, I'm going to have to change my, my perception at some point here. This is, you know, yeah. Yeah. I got to keep up with you guys. Well, okay. Please don't. You might snark. get, you might get fired. <laughs> Um, so, so I think overall, I think that the, you know, as, as people raised hands and then we asked how many podcasters were in the group and I think it was about 40, 60 maybe. And, um, so I was, I was pleased with the, uh, you know, with the mix of people in the room and the questions that were asked were good. So we had plenty of time. We had 40 minutes. We did, we did well with our time. Well, and I think our our moderator Pam um, did a did a good job, but she, she sure also did. knew when to kind of just back off and let the let the room kind of or let us kind of go take over. Yeah. So, um, because it is one of those things, Todd. Like, like you say, all three of us can can finish each, each other's sentences usually. Right, right, and that's it. And I don't know if that's a good thing at this point, but yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, but it certainly seems like we. When we talk about topics relating to the podcasting space, we can raise one topic, and then when it goes to the next person, right? It it basically is an extension of that, um, because I I'm not going to cover everything, and each of us kind of has a unique view on the space, right? Unique spin, definitely. But right. o- but overall, I think the flow went good, and uh, you know, yeah. for th- for those of you that haven't, uh, if you're not going to podcast movement, uh, you know, you need to go. If, you're n- if you don't have a ticket, this is. Uh, you know, you get three days of this, of great panels and sessions and information. And so, if you know, if you're not signed up to go, you know, you, obviously NAB is a very expensive event because the hotel rates are crazy and transportation in Vegas in general is not cheap anymore. But if you can, as an alternative, go down to Orlando to Podcast Movement, mm-hmm. um, that is the event that you need to go to. It's, you know, shaping up is sounding like, what, what are we hearing, like th- almost 3,000? 3, yeah. So that's, that's huge, huge. And, um, it's going to be an exciting, uh, exciting. And I'm going to be in Orlando the whole week just because of the, you know, I'm already starting to let's meet, let's meet, let's talk. Are you coming in early? You know, right. And and all that. So, um, it's, it's a good, uh, good event, but, you know, going back to NAB, the, um, I felt we got our money's worth. Well, you know, we already signed up for next year and I'm worried about being in North hall, uh, especially what kind of where they stuck us. Um, right. We'll see. It's not going to be as good. It's not no. going to be as good as this year. I don't think. And what's happening is, is that they're getting ready to, to um, open LB. Well, in, in 2021, they're going to open LBVC West. West. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you that know Las Vegas uh, Convention Center, if you remember the old North Gold Lot um, that basically ran almost all the way back to Las Vegas Boulevard, that right. is all going to be a two-story um, convention center. And um, what they're doing is they're going to remodel one of the halls. It's going to be closed for remodeling. And then, and I don't understand how you remodel that anyway, but long story short, they have to shift people around for a couple of years. And we're going to North as part of that shift. We think Grass Valley is going on top of where we were actually at this year. So um, mm-hmm. anyway, most folks have no idea who Grass Valley is, but <sighs> But otherwise, I, you know, I, and plus a lot of, man, the stuff in the podcasting space is just, it's every day. There's something new, some announcement, some deal, mm-hmm. some, you know, some, uh, you know, someone getting sued. It's, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, there's a whole new you know thing going on. I mean, ever since the Spotify acquisition um, that, that came out, it, it just feels like everybody's a lot more serious about the space now. It's, it, you know, there's money, big money involved now. And it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit changing the feel of the medium right now. I don't talk yeah. about if, are you feeling it too? Well, I'm, I'm it, definitely feeling it, it. It brings up a subtopic and I have to be careful here not to reveal. Um, what? I, I, I get the, I, uh, how should I say it? I know of some events going on. I'll just say that events going on where there is absolutely no indie media representation that surrounds the podcasting space. You have the big companies like iHeart, Pandora. Mm -hmm. Um, They are driving the conversation at some of these events. And to me, um, well, first of all, didn't even know. So these when are, you say events, what do you, well, do I, you I'll just, I'll just say this. I didn't even know the events were happening. I can't be more clear that I can't be more distinct or I'm going to reveal something I'm not supposed to. So, so no, but when you say events, are you talking about like, uh, meetings or sure, are you talking a group about, of people, let's say where a hundred people come together. Okay. Ah, gotcha, okay. Gotcha. And, okay. uh, there's not any, any indie or. It, it's all the big Fortune 500s. It's the, all those big groups that they're driving the narrative. And I, um, I tasked one of my guys. I said, this is, uh, we need to be involved any way that we can and stick our foot in the door and at least try to get um, not maybe a seat at the table, but a ticket to get in so that mm-hmm. at least we can add some narrative from the indie side. I got asked, <laughs> you guys are going to love this. I got asked by the not Nick Qua. Um, actually I've been having a, uh, direct message back and forth with the at Nick Qua, not uh, the not Nick Qua. And, um, the question of me was asked, um, what is your biggest issue in the podcasting space? And I thought, wow, this is a this is an interesting question coming from someone that is being very, you know, um, has quite a bit a bit of satire and um, a bit of a comedian and holding no prisoners and having fun with a Twitter feed. 
And uh, I thought, hmm. So I, I, I have a suspicion where this person's coming. Oh, actually, it's two people. That's the hint, too. It's two people. I think it's a man and a woman. And they will be at Podcast Movement. Mm. Uh-huh. So I think we're going to have to start a contest. Spot the at, uh, spot. It's like in uh, um, HackerCon or whatever it is where you like spot the spook and then basically spot the CIA guy or spot the FBI guy. You know, that's the contest they have at those hacker events. Well, I think it's spot the, the non Nick. Yeah. Run a contest and (laughs) absolutely. And have everyone looking at people's, you know, laptops and, uh, and tablets to see if we can see someone posting and and out, you know, we, I don't want to out them, but have a little fun, you know? So I'm willing to put a hundred bucks on the table, um, just to start the contest a little bit, but anyway, uh, (laughs) um, so, Sounds like another fake Steve Jobs deal. Right, you know right, right. right. But anyway, yeah. the question that was asked, I didn't expect this question to be asked. And uh, and I basically responded in what I just told you. is I'm worried that the there is a shaping going on in the space right now that uh, we don't have a lot of control of. And, and I'm not talking about control. I, maybe control is the wrong word. We don't have input into and um, so it'll be interesting to watch what happens here and where dollars start shaking out uh, or shake, you know, shaking into or shaking out of. So, well, the bigger question is, can they can, you know, these entities can do all this all they want. Uh, but at the end of the day, the, the indie side is the right. biggest we side know. of the industry. Yeah. And um, they're they're going to be playing in their sandbox, but um, they're not going to have a wide ranging impact uh, just based on the the numbers, right? They can, right? I mean, if they want to have you know some significant changes in the medium, they're going to have to get the, all sides of the industry on board. All it's just not going to work. We so. know we know that. I know. Don't <laughs> don't say anything about but, that. But you know the. But but the question in and what I let me read what I wrote to the not Nick Qua. I said um, I'm in the wrong browser. Hang on. Oh no, I'm in the right one. Crap. Uh, messages. There we go. I said representation of the smaller shows. With groups, with agencies, uh, representation of the smaller shows with agencies, 95% of the podcast space remains unmonetized until agencies figure out that 90% of the remaining podcast ad inventory remains in shows that have audiences from 1K to 10,000 listeners per episode. We will not to get 1 billion annually. So basically, I'm basically saying that shows are not being represented, smaller shows. And, you know, maybe, again, it goes back to advertising, but I don't, and I don't want to get into advertising conversation today, but there is no representation, big representation of podcasters, indie podcasters at these types of events, of agency events. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's a numbers situation, right? It's, you know, these, yeah, these entities don't know, you know, how to scale this, right? Right. And it's easier to just fall into the the historical pattern of working with, um, you know, trying to create some exclusivity, creating 
scarcity, creating um, smaller, you know, smaller numbers are easier to handle. They can, they're perceived as more cost effective, cost efficient, or however you want to call it. Um, and that's why these things tend to happen this way. It's like, you know, it's like the new platforms that have launched in the past. If you look back at the history of it, you know, whether it be Spotify or, or Pandora or the, you know, the, the early days of the, of the medium, the pattern that you saw was these big media companies gravitating towards, um, just the big shows because it's easier to work with big shows, right? It's the 80, 20 rule, right? They can get to 80% with 20% of the contacts or the relationships, right? Actually, they, they are, they're getting to, uh, 5% with 5% of the shows, (laughs) Right, right. No, it's a different proportion. You're right, but the thinking is an 80-20 rule, right? right? They think that they're going to get to 80 by working with just the 20% of shows, but the numbers are much lower in reality in this medium. But um, <clears throat> but that's the that's the thinking that, that we've had going on, and it continues today. Uh, and also, you know, you look at what's happening like with RAD and s- some of these um, – new initiatives that are being driven based on, you know, the need for data for advertising. Right. And it does tend to play towards the, the larger shows and, and, you know, like you've been saying Todd for years and I have as well, is that this is, this is a niche medium. This is not a mass medium. No, I think think it's a, I think it's a niche mainstream medium is what we're at. Yeah, exactly. Mainstream is accurate, but, um, I think what what many would like is um, only work with shows that are <clears throat> getting two or three million downloads. Right? right, right. That's what all these bigger media companies would prefer. Right, prefer. is to create you know a smaller number of shows that have huge audiences. But the reality is, is that's not the reality of this medium. That's right. And it's and it's probably you know who knows we may have a show that can get ten million. Um, per episode or something like that. At I some hope point so. In the future, I don't know that you know that we're going to get there anytime soon. Uh, I think we still have to reach probably another twenty five percent of the global population before that's even possible. I don't know. So, so anyway, I think that you know. So we're kind of digressed here, but I guess the yeah. Um, my concern is, and, and actually, what it did was, I, I was like. I didn't even know about this. You know, I didn't even know that the type of event I'm referring to was even happening. I didn't even know. I was just like, just, I was kind of dumbfounded a little bit. And so, yeah, I'm going to be spending more time in New York. I just have to you know, beat the doors down and start, you know, asserting a little more. Um, it's just, so is it's, it, it's just the only are, way. Are these events more focused on kind of the advertising side or yeah. the, yeah. are they? Yeah. yeah. Which is probably not a necessarily a bad thing. No, it's I, not a bad thing. There's but some, some, some coming together that we need to do on the advertising side. I mean, I don't know, Ty, you probably saw that I started a Facebook group called yeah. Better Podcast Ads. Sure. Um, and and it really gets back to trying to address that that burning issue, right? Of this merger between programmatic, dynamic, and and ad creative, mm-hmm. and and it does feel like we need to merge this stuff together because it feels like we're it's a it's just kind of a mess right now um, of of these technologies uh, being blamed for you know the whole 
dynamic ad insertion thing kind of being demonized a little bit because well, of the type of ads that are going into it, right? And it, rightly so. Yeah, well, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying that that we need to to get on top of that. That needs to be improved. It needs to be changed. That 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 reality needs to be improved. And that's that's the reason for that Facebook group was it was just an attempt to kind of bring people together to to think about this topic and to start coming up with actionable recommendations and getting people involved in trying to come up with better solutions. I mean, if we can come up with better ad creative, then the technology issue goes away here. Right. So, um, but, but as long as we're playing with radio ads and podcasting, we're going to have this, this demonization of the technology versus the real issue, which mm -hmm. is great. Yeah. And speaking of rad, there was some rad news and it was, there was no news. That was the thing that well, yeah. is, you know, no new progression. So, yeah, right. And, and that's not surprising. Yeah. I don't think. No, yeah. I, not at all. Based on what we've heard from clients, they have client apps, they have no desire, but, um, yeah. you know, that's for NPR to work on. So I think then the, you know, kind of just to summarize Vegas, I, it was it was good and um it just you know shows the space is alive and well and lots of people had interest and mm -hmm. yeah i had a lot of fun down there me i mean too. It, it was great getting together with everybody and i'm sure and many probably saw that group photograph that we yeah we took of each other and you know when we all went out for dinner one yeah. night yeah. it was a lot of fun yeah we went to the buffet <laughs> at the uh aria Aria, and yep. uh, it was decent. It was good. We got it next time. We got to switch up, though. We need to go. The best buffet in Vegas, I think, is. Um, oh, I'm being stupid now. I can't. I'm, I'm going to brought I it up. Was it the Cosmo? Or Cosmo, yeah. Cosmo. Yeah. And I've, I've ate it that once. It's a. And you guys looked it up online. It wasn't that much more expensive. So, mm -hmm. and I must have went there on Mother's Day or something. It was like eighty dollars, but you folks said it was like fifty bucks when you looked it online. So I heard Cosmo is the best. Someone I'm sure is going to tell us otherwise, but uh, I guarantee you that the best buffet in Vegas is not at the Flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> or at the Circus Circus. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, right. but, and, you know, and I did kind of make a mistake this year. I don't know why. I, it, it, I guess I'm used to CES and the way things wrap up. I definitely stayed in Vegas one day too many. I kind of felt like a lost soul the last day. And, uh, cause I, I was, I flew it on Sunday instead of Saturday and you left Friday, right? Yeah. 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 So I was kind of like wandering around by myself and frankly kind of bored. I didn't gamble. Well, I did gamble. The machine just went sucked the 20 and it was gone. And I was like, eh, I think we'll just keep the twenties in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. They tend to do that down there. Don't they? Oh, it was bad. I usually can play a poker machine for a little while, but it just went, it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy been next to me was cussing at a machine too. And I said, well, I just, I'll pay my $6 for my drink. And, uh, and in, instead of getting a free drink and costing 20. So, uh, <laughs> so, so Todd, uh, where's your next, next podcasting event that you're going to be at? Uh, I think, do you know offhand? Uh, I don't, uh, podcast movement. I don't know. I'm, We'll see. Where, where, where are you headed? I'm going to be um, speaking at the the um, 
Oh, is it the Outliers Podcast Festival down in Austin? Yeah. So it's on the the 17th through the 18th down in Austin, Texas. Yeah, we're doing one of those. I don't know where. I don't know who. It's either me or Mackenzie are going to go to one of those two events or someplace. Yeah. I think there's one in maybe Denver and one in LA. Yeah. I think. So something like that. Yeah. We'll be speaking at one of the outlier events as well. And uh, just need to get the dates locked down. But uh, yeah, it seems like a good event to be able to go in and and what is your topic going to be on? I don't know. I'm still working that out. Actually, I made some recommendations to, you know, some ideas to the organizers on that and uh, we'll, we'll see what they come back with. So I know it's, it's going to be something around, you know, what's happening, what's next, where the, where the industry's heading, um, is big money changing the industry, things like that. Right. Right. Well, I, so. I think it, uh, I think it'll be a, a good one to attend. Let's hear what else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, you know, a lot of, obviously a lot of news in space. Of course, now we've got podcasts that are crashing uh, car radios. And um, I don't know if you heard about that. So a couple of bugs and a couple of uh, car apps that were causing uh, uh, car radios to actually crash. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then Wondery did a, a music deal with Universal Music. And yeah, every, everyone that. was like, oh, my God, this is the holy grail. It's good music for podcasts. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there is probably going to be a, a better situation for music Soon. in the future. Yes, right? yes. I don't. Did you get briefed on any of that? I I talked a. I've okay. heard a little bit okay. about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's exciting stuff coming if the lawyers will ever let the paperwork go through. <laughs> right. And it's not. And I'm not doing the deal. Someone else is. Um, yeah, it's probably likely going to be not full track, but it'll be. Yeah. samples but it'll at least be something pretty big yeah yeah all right it's progress which yeah. we haven't had in a long time yeah hey i saw you know I, I i was puzzled i saw something in a post the other day i don't know where it was rob walsh says they're not tracking the apple watch in their stats right why because the thought is is that it's duplicative data so he thinks that it's you, they see it on the iPhone, they see it on the Apple Watch, and it's a two instead of a one? Correct. Well, I'm, it's it's really one one request. It's where you're listening to it is where it... And so counting it as a separate play is probably... Yeah. Or a separate download is probably not accurate. Yeah, because I asked Angelo about it. He says, it's complicated. I'll have to tell you about it. So he he knew, but what mm-hmm. I was referring to, because I asked, why, why aren't they counting mm-hmm. Apple Watch? And, yep. uh, and yeah, basically, Angela said it's complicated. I'll, I'll tell you about it. So I haven't got the lowdown on. I mean, you can download stuff directly to the watch um, yeah. and, 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 and bypass your, your iPhone. But, but I think it's being counted in both places uh, because there's a, there's a connection between the two devices. Right. And I think your, <clears throat> uh, your download is also available on your iPhone as well. So, right. so I'm not. I think it's viewed as a duplicative request. Mm. I, I think we need to track it so we know that the behavior is shifting that way, which it appears that it is. I right. mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. It's more convenient. But we just, as long as we don't double count it. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's where it gets complicated is that I think how Apple architected it, um, it's it potentially is getting counted potentially twice. Yeah, and I was, when it first came on and, and I was noticing the meteoric rise of Apple Watch, I 
they basically sent a message over and says, is this double? And right. I think that sent Angelo into a, you know, one week type deep dive spiral into testing to figure out what was going on. So he knows, I just don't, he didn't, I did not, and probably now I need to get in the weeds and figure it out. But, uh, but I know he's yeah, had, I, it, he's dealt with it. Yeah, I did see, I, I think some numbers, I can't remember where it came from, but I think I saw some numbers talking about how the consumption of podcasting, um, with those that have it on their watch is slightly different too. Mm. Um, the, where people are consuming it, how people are consuming it is slightly different than those that get it on their iPhone. Right. So, which makes sense too, because it's a lot more convenient, right? It's right there. Uh, especially if you have the, the ear pods or whatever they're, they're called. Pods, yeah. Um, yeah. The, 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 the air pods that, you know, podcasts are always right at the available to you at all times. It's not as, as difficult with that, you know? So as you look to the future, I think that that, that model and that example of consumption is just so seamless and easy that I think it's going to really take off. Well, I have to congratulate, uh, the ladies. You all did oh, it. Oh yes. Right. Yeah. So Elsie and Jessica, they, they were able to get funded. They raised $50,000 for the She Podcast Conference. So it was a she podcast live is what it's called. She podcast live. So that's right. just incredible that uh, they were able to do that and hit the 50 K mark by the close. Right. I mean, Jessica was a wreck. She said, we're sitting here watching the counter. I want it to go over 50. And <laughs> yeah, I think so, they've almost doubled. Oh yeah, they, yeah that's right. They, they, they doubled their goal. They doubled they the goal. Yeah. So good for them. And so that event will happen. And I, I think, <laughs> I hope they know what they've got themselves into. <laughs> Conferences yeah. are a beast. You know, I've been uh, contemplating with this new studio build and having the studio location in Columbus. I've been thinking about restarting my boot camp series and not traveling and making people come to me. And uh, the reception so far has been pretty good. I've gotten a lot of positive response on it. But then I start to thinking about going through literally about 500 pages of content uh, and, and knowing I have to update that entire deck. And I'm like, and just that almost gives me a migraine to think about it. But um, um, definitely uh, that's on my radar. So we'll see if I am able to make time to get that deck updated. But So would you have your boot camp in Hawaii or are you going to no, have it in Columbus? Columbus or, or in Michigan. Columbus. Yeah. One right, of the two. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know, if people want to come to Hawaii, I guess they could come back and have it here, but it's just too far to travel, too expensive. Most people right. can't do it. Um, well, and you've got a nice office in Columbus that you right. guys could, yeah. could use now for that. Yeah, and we've yeah. actually got an auditorium as well that we can use. So as part of the complex we're in. Oh. And um, so it uh, it might work out as well. So we'll see. I just, I just have to make, I have to go. I haven't been in the auditorium in the office in Columbus, so that's on my hunting grounds when I'm there next week. Speaking of private events, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to be uh, working on the studio um, next week in Columbus. So that'll, I'm doing a little mechanical work. So that, uh, going to get, so you're going to have multiple studios from what I gather you were saying. Yeah. So. There'll be a studio in Columbus and a studio in Michigan. So two studios. And then see Mike is about three, maybe about three hours from me. Mike Dell is. 
Mm-hmm. So, but he's like six hours from Columbus. So, oh. um, if I get the studio set up in Michigan, then uh, Mike can just, uh, you know, he can bop down and spend two or three days and we can knock a whole bunch of stuff out in the studio doing green screen stuff and training videos. So, I'm, I'm really excited about that portion of the move here mm-hmm. uh, from a productivity standpoint, um, being able to uh, and have the space to spread out and, you know, I don't, I, I, I've been stuck in a 10 by 12 room for, you know, for 10 years, 12 years. So it's time to uh, <laughs> breathe. <laughs> right, right. That would be great. Yeah. So time will tell. Well, you can have a more creative background to your, your videos and stuff. If you're going to get, get in front of a green screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to have one, absolutely one full-time green screen studio and, um, so it'll be fun. Lots of lots of stuff you can do there, and in not not that I have any TriCasters that uh, can take advantage of that either, or Wirecast or any of that those, those other applications. All right. Are you going to shift to more of a lavalier thing, or are you still going to? do Oh the, yeah, we can. You don't have to. I, I don't, for my for this show, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I like sitting down and being able to look at Mission Control here, but uh, yeah, the whole thing's going to the whole set's going to change. I. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. And probably best to change everything up completely, but uh, maybe go to a standing show. I don't. I don't know. I I don't know if I can standing do that. Standing show. That'd be yeah. a long time to stand. Ninety minutes. Yeah, and then shifting <laughs> back and forth and moving around, and there's a whole discipline in that. Right. It's kind of like working a booth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Last thing I knew, with Dean is that my feet hurt after a podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But you bring in that thick carpet and it definitely makes a difference, right? Yeah. But there is um, also some movement on the Pandora side. So it looks like there's some positive movement there. Some. Oh, okay. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So I had, uh, can't go through the details, but it's it's positive. So um, as compared to, you know, it's it's baby steps with them, I think. Well, there's some, there's some big um, new platforms coming for distribution on the distribution side. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's still up in the air, how big the impact is going to be. Right. There's some new big ones coming. So what do you think about Google podcast or actually what Apple podcast did in the change of the way they're displaying shows now on interweb searches or on web web searches? Yeah. You can actually play the audio now off of a, off a show page. Um, which I thought, that that was a. Uh, I was kind of hoping that Apple would have pulled the trigger on that a few years ago, but um, I'm happy to see it. But I'm I'm concerned though that yeah, there's no link. You know, I'm big on my brand, and they removed the link back to the homepage. Oh yeah. So that's my. Uh, you know, that's kind of my. Yeah. My unhappy area. Yeah. Well, that and the, you know, what Google Podcast is doing too is still they're missing that link, and I think we we talked about it, which is um, having that link to the Google Podcasts area on the web show up in search results. Right. That's not showing up anywhere. I mean, you can't even find it. But there's also below my show listing now on the web. There's discovery of other shows. Right. And, re- and related shows, right? Mm-hmm. 
But one thing I noticed here is an advantage is that if you are a network partner, your network partner page is part of that group. If you're not, you're not. So the value they were they were going to depreciate network pages. Well, right here, the network page is listed. I know. So for so now I'm beginning to wonder, based on this change that they have made, whether or not the. you know, that's, that's going to be a bigger value. So, um, you know, and this is any, you can go to a specific episode and this is what the episode, oh, actually, right. Does that say episode website? Oh, there is a link. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a change here. There is a link back to the main episode page. Okay. Oh, that's good. Okay. So, so it's an, Okay. That's an episode page then. Okay. Better, yeah. better. This is better. Um, this, this right. is this is Google Google goodness here. <laughs> right. Well, this is this is what Google should be doing as well. Right. Uh, they're not quite there yet, but but here's you know here and lays the problem for some of you that are podcasting on the lockdown platforms. This isn't going to this episode website in many instances is going to lead back to your hosting provider. And if not your .com, especially if they control your RSS feed. So right. uh, there's no, there's no link to the, uh, to the page here. Let me go more. No, you can play there. And I have a 4.2 iTunes rating. I, I haven't asked anyone to do a rating in years. So maybe now I need to start asking again, but. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see any HTML in the description stuff either. So no, and, and here's why. Let's. I'm yeah. going to be straight on why they have to strip that. Yeah, um, but there's there's dangers. In that. There's right. huge dangers, and we have to strip right. it too because all it right. takes is one knucklehead to link to something that puts right. us in the penalty box. Right. Because right. Google index our pages. Oh, you're listening. You're linking to a malware site. Right. Or some hacked web page, and boom, you end up in the. What does this button do? Oh, oh, there's even. Isn't that interesting? You can copy the link. You can. What does the Twitter share look like? Let's let me open this yeah, up. You, it, yeah, why don't you pull oh, it up on the so again? it does. Oh yeah, sorry. Duh. Uh, you probably can't see it because I've got it. I just have. So there is a um, the ability here to do Twitter and Facebook sharing. Yeah. And copy the link. So, hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. So go- maybe, uh, maybe Google will wake up here after this. Yeah. Cause I mean, Apple's pulling up their pages in search results. You would think Google would have an advantage there, right? Right. <laughs> so let me bring up, let me show you how this looks. So in the search results, I've got my website, tech podcast, and then Apple podcast. So it's, it's third on the list and my show rating is shown in the search results. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And then yep. Stitcher. And, and then no Google, no Google. Well, there's, if, if Google had a link up here in the top of the page, it said audio. Right. Yeah. Or it could be podcasts. But Google's job is to drive people to me, not to them. Yeah. 
so, you know, there's, I don't want people necessarily going to Google to, to find my show. But, well, if you, but if it's an option, I guess. But if you think about it from the standpoint of trying to get those listeners to, yeah. to listen using the Google podcast app, right? I think you would want to drive yeah. some of your audience over there anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's an Android play, right? Yeah. So, so this and so what does this mean? Is this the uh, announcing the end? Oh, Rob, you know what we've got? We're sucking, dude. Um, oh, that's the video. Let me see if I can find the audio version. We've only got a rank of three. Oh, wow, no one loves three us on what on what? on Apple uh, on Apple iTunes. Oh, you mean show rank? Is that what yeah, no, and someone's giving us three stars. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. All right, all right, everyone. Please go and, and, and review the show on iTunes. <laughs> I can't believe I even said that. I never ask people for, people for reviews. <laughs> we must have had some trolls over three. there. Huh? <laughs> That's probably why we're a three, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and of course, I'm just... It's saying resolving host, resolving host. Why is my inner? Oh my God, the site can't. There it goes. Uh, okay, so on our audio version, we are a four star, but we only have five ranking, five ratings. We've got five whopping reviews. <laughs> well, uh, let's admit it: the video is not the most uh, most engaging. Right? No, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> So let me see what it looks like. Let me now let's look and see who associated shows. Oh, top podcast in podcasting. Hmm. Exponent, 107 degrees. That's what E said. Video grunt. What? I've never heard of any of these what? shows. Yeah. These are the so. top podcast in pod. Oh, these are the top podcasts in podcasting. Lots of people put, um, a category podcast. Oh, <laughs> but it's not a it's not a show about. Oh, that's it's that's, just people select that podcast because it's a podcast, right? Yeah. So yeah, right. So, so we've got. Uh, well, okay. there's a couple in there that are podcasts. Yeah, about podcasting. Yeah, yeah. J just one or two. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and a couple of them there there are pod faded already too. So. That's and the, a bunch of them that aren't there. <laughs> hey, look! Hey, look at this equine veterinary journal. It's got great, uh, absolutely square album art. <laughs> wow! Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, they've done a good job there. They're following the standards, and one that isn't a top show in podcasting that doesn't have album art. Yeah, the World Almanac Podcast. Well, I thought it was interesting, though, Todd, if you go back and you look at that artwork, is that Apple is supporting an off-sized off image. Yeah. Right? But even more funny is the, it's this hasn't produced an episode since November 22nd of 2007. So this is really relevant. Right. Well, let's look at this one, Exponent. When was the last episode of this? April. Okay. How many more pot faded? 107 degrees. April. So these are all relatively new shows. That's what he said. April. Okay. So Apple still has a, you know, a, an issue, right? <laughs> 2006, Rob, five episodes, yeah. video grunt. Does it even play? Let's, 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 it's video too. Oh, so it won't even play on here. Well, Todd, it gets back to the thing that we, we've been talking about is Apple probably needs to needs to create kind of like a split in the catalog between archive shows and right. and act, active shows probably. 
Now let's look at this. There's the World Almanac podcast. It was uh, the Origins Thanksgiving put out on November 22nd, 2007. Does it play? No, it doesn't play. It's dead. So there's not even a media link on that. So this thing should be taken down. Here's the problem. Right. So, you know, here's what you all need to do. I'm talking to the audience. Start taking looks at these categories and looking at this stuff and screenshotting this and then putting that in front of Apple Podcasts in their Twitter stream. Shame them. Please shame them. Yeah. Because they they won't listen to us. We've asked and asked. Start shaming them online. Yeah. Well, do it I'll nicely. Let them know that these things exist, and yeah, say they need to take some action. On them. Why? Why are you listing shows that are dead? D e a d dead. Completely dead. Completely dead. I mean, I'll bet you if you went in and you looked at the RSS feed and you pulled up the RSS feed, the RSS feed would be dead too. Well, so let's see here. I might have that. They're, they're caching all of the series level metadata. Yeah, I may have the ability to do that. Let me look here. And see if I can, all right, Uh, search that. Oh, yes, I found that. The original feed for that show. Let's see here, more info. RSS feed. Oh, it's over on FeedBurner. It'll be alive. Think so? Yep, it's alive on FeedBurner. Oh, but when you click any of the media links, it doesn't do anything. It's dead. Yeah. Oh, it was on Podbean before. This Venus.Podbean page could not be found. Oh. (laughs) So is that a, that's an episode link? That's a a play link. That's a play link. Yeah. So, you know, this is another reason of stupidity for using FeedBurner, but. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this, therein lies this issue. Well, you know, that gets back to what we've been saying for a long time. There's sure there's well over 700,000 podcasts, right. Apple podcasts, but <laughs> right. uh, what percentage of them are, are, are active and yeah. what percentage of them are dead, completely dead. Like I, was, that one is. I was talking to a reporter the other day and I, I, I told her, I said, yeah, she said, Oh, isn't it wonderful that we're, um, you know, we have this many podcasts. And I said, well, the, the number right now is 627,500. And, um, not, excuse me. No, no, no. It's, it's wrong number. Um, it's, uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me clear this reset. Filter. It's um, 704,382. Excuse me. So, and, and I said, but there are, about 150,000 of those that are active. She's, oh, you mean there's 150, there are only 150,000 that are dead. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's the other way around. <laughs> it's yeah. the other way around. And she said, what? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what? About 500,000 of them are uh, not active, right? Right. Yeah. And if we could, and she said, what's the definition of an active show? And I said, well, it depends on who you talk to. Right. And, and I said, uh, some people think it's if they purchased a new, a new episode in a year. And, um, some people say 90 days. I said, you know, we kind of look at 30, 90 in, in a year to get some numbers. And, and we we're talking about that. And then she said, um, well, what about all those shows that are, you know, 
historical and, you know, that are, you know, archive and are good for long tail listening. I said, well, that's, you know, maybe two or 3%, you know, that uh, are still out there that are, you know, viable. Yeah. And then, I mean, all you have to do is verify there's an active RSS feed and the media uh, links work, right? Yeah. That's your baseline requirement to be in, in the archive, I would think. And then anything else that has either a dead RSS feed or dead media file links, but, but what would probably take down. What would Apple do if they had to make an announcement that there were only 184,000 active podcasts, 184,000 active shows. They cannot right. make that announcement. They cannot. Right. From a stock but, standpoint, they can't, I can make that comment, but they can't. I know. And, and we do on a regular right. basis. So there's not going to be, a, if you're listening to us, you're hearing the, the, the reality of what's happening. So it's not necessarily a problem. It's just, it's life. We've been in this. There's, just, there's right. people that started in 2004. Some of them are dead. I mean, I've got a show up there um, from yeah. 2005 and six that's still active, still has active episodes in it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's just that these shows that are completely, completely you know, really dead, 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 that are cluttering up, and or they don't have cover art images. Right. It just makes the medium look like you know the amateur hour. I mean, I hate Whoa. to use that term, but Ooh. I know that's Ooh. a that's a tough tough term to describe it. But it's you know, true. It's something. It's something that I battled when I was working on Zoom. Um, lots of shows just didn't know how to fill out their RSS feeds, and um, they maybe had you know, some good audio content, but the, the presentation of the program wasn't very good. So, you so. know, so start shaming. Come on, folks. Come on. You need, and you don't do nicely. You don't have to be, you know, completely mean, but say, come on, Apple, let's go. What are you, what are you doing? You know, that's, yeah. that's all you have to say. It's probably time. <clears throat> Todd, what do you think to, to be a little more proactive about this kind of stuff? Have I think. To, we have to. And we, have to, years. and we have to do it in, a, in do it in social media where it's very public, you know. And I, I have this favorite tool. It's it's really lovely. Let, let me let me show you all a little tool here. All right. So can I change this? Hang on. I'm gonna I gotta make a change for those of you watching. Let me go file. Let me go desktop. All right. So now you guys oh. can see my whole desktop. Nope. Pull the image back. I, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we're back. <laughs> For those of you that are listening, we crashed. <laughs> we crashed and burned big time. I don't know what happened here. So I guess I won't try to do the demo. <laughs> so what I was trying to show, Rob, was that all, the, all you got to do is just use your favorite screen capture program. <laughs> Oh, that's what you did. Okay. Yeah. But I wasn't doing it on the TriCaster, but as soon as I went to full screen on the TriCaster, it choked. And uh, I think I know why. But, um, you know, when you uh, go, you know, and then draw big red arrows. <laughs> draw big red arrows on, uh, on, the, on the images pointing at stuff. And, right. and then when you post it on social <laughs> it, it 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 lays out like a three-year-old exactly what you're talking about and right. uh 
you know, put like an arrow to the play button. Dead. <laughs> put an arrow towards the album art. No album art. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then just make it look like, you know, like like an English teacher with a red pen on the on the uh, on the paper. <laughs> yeah, and then then have some text right over the top of it in big big bold letters. Dead. Yeah, dead. <laughs> <laughs> and when you do that, that is uh, you know that's the a gentle way of sending a message to Apple Podcast. <laughs> Agreed. So anyway, subtle, subtle, subtle is what I would call it. Subtle. Yes. yes, yes. And because you, you know, they're a company. Oh, they're a company about design, beauty, right? Right. About, about user functions and that's right. User experience, quality. You know, terrific uh, content. Uh, attention, right. Apple. Attention, Apple. <laughs> Apple. Attention. Your web and iTunes interface is shit. Shit! Shit! <laughs> you know, come on, just give me a break. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, I <laughs> I agree. It probably would work if if you know maybe even a hundred podcasters did it. Right, a hundred. If every right. if every if every podcaster that listens to the show goes, just oh my god, can you imagine? About a about a thousand tweets within the first twenty four hours of the show being on on the street, that would right. we'd probably get called to the office. <laughs> we'd get a call. Can we set up a meeting with you and Rob? Right, and we, right. we we'd probably we need get, to talk. We, we need to talk. Yeah, we need to have a talk. And we can you carve out thirty minutes for us, and we would probably get, take to the woodshed. <laughs> <laughs> so. So what podcasts do you do that you have on Apple? Okay. Those are now off of the site. Those are gone. Those are gone. Right. No, those guys aren't that bad. I'm just No, okay. no, no. We're teasing, but uh we're totally joking around here. We're of course all holding our breath a little bit here at the same time, right? <laughs> but yeah. you know, if they're gonna make some if they're gonna if they're gonna get rid of iTunes, which kind of appears might be the case, I think right. it's coming. I think WWDC, I think there's going to be some shock and awe. I think, I think iTunes is going to be gone. I think they're going to be in, trying to invade the Android space. You know, to, to grow the bottom line, they have got to increase revenue. And where the, where's the next frontier? Uh, these, cool, these cool, cool users called Android users. So, so, so Todd, do you think the next big wave, and not to take us down this advertising route, is um, these big platforms trying to get in the middle of the ad ad revenue business with all these shows? Just as a general topic, mm. I'm not being being specific. So, meaning Spotify putting ads in between content—is that what you're saying? Yeah, and wanting to get um, ad deals with um, all these podcasters for any ads that run on their platform. You know, whatever platform I'm talking about. Yeah. So if, if Spotify right. wants to do, or any platform wants to do some rev share, right. Great. But at what cost? Right. So ads could be purchased on your podcast. Mm -hmm. It would only be available in Spotify. Or, ads could be purchased on your podcast, it would only be available on some other platform. 
mm. iHeart or Pandora, whoever you want to talk about. Okay. Is that where the future of this is heading towards? But it'd be micropayments. Right. So you're going to get a revenue share check from this platform, a revenue share check from that platform versus how it's currently being done on many of the platforms where all the ads are inserted by the host platform. Right? Do I, do I have to that. take the ads out of my, do I have to take my other ads out to, to get rev share on these platforms? That's, that's the big question, right? Is okay. So how many, how many pre-rolls can you have in your podcast before it becomes annoying? Or so you have one that you put in there and you have one that the platform puts in there. So that's two. So right? let, let me give you the, the, the easy response to this. If I'm, got an advertiser that is paying pre-roll, mid-roll, post-roll, I don't care. Let's just use any ad in my show, no matter where it's at replacement. And they're paying me $25 CPM for that. And I'm getting 5,000 listens over on platform A. And if platform A says, hey there, Mr. Podcaster, our 5,000 listens on your show, we want to place our advertising on that. And uh, you have to remove your advertising to do that. Um, but we're going to give you six. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. All right. It's not going to work. So is it all just a, you know, a CPM issue, right? Oh, I'm sure. Total, total dollars paid, um, irregardless of the size of the show. That's not a factor that I'm talking about here. I'm talking about. CPM rates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, if it's no, okay, just a couple bucks, then it's not worth it. But if it's more, it or, might be worth it. Or the only way you can be on our platform is if you take our advertising and your $125 you would have made with your current advertiser is now 30. Right. Yeah. Huh. What do you think about that audience? Right. Well, hmm. Yeah. And, and let's say, let's say you're forced to do that. Forced to remove your advertising. Price of admission is taking the advertising from the vendor to be on their platform. And it's going to cause you to lose money. This could get even more complicated though. Um, there's a possibility that um, your host provider could provide all that for you for those platforms. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, so you, so in other words, you, you, me as Blueberry, I negotiate the deal with platform A and well, that's then that, you know, Rob, 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 Rob. So that means that you're going to have a three-way split. I'm going to split with the podcaster and I'm going to split right. with the distribution platform. Right. I'm just throwing it out there as a, as a possible option, Right. If it's, if I keep the $25 CPM and I have to take less uh, compensation as a host, that's a very viable alternative. Yeah. There's some advantages to the podcaster. They, they're on a platform where they, they have some level of, they, they maintain some level of control right? versus having that get turned over to, to another platform. Now, granted that, that distribution uh, platform, you know, that we're talking about here, um, could do the ad sales for that, right? Mm. They could funnel that into the tools that are available from your host. Yeah. Well, I, uh, that's all kinds of interesting. 
that that revenue could be split between the three parties involved. Yeah. Mm. But then, you know, the downside about that is then does that mean that the podcaster makes less? Or, so well, not if not if uh, you take it out of hide or I take it out of hide. I do deals right. all the time where someone brings me a deal, and right. I take the podcaster still gets paid in full, and I just right. make less commission. Right. Because I split it. Well, I mean, if if you as a host platform don't really have to do any work other than right. spinning up your, your servers to do dynamic insertion of the spot. Right. It, it's, however the spot is produced, then, it's, then it's just a resource. Issue. Right. And well, and, and not only that, then it's just that that's a moneymaker to me. That is just, you know, that's, that's like printing cash. If that's the case. Plus then things start to scale. And I think that's the, that's the opportunity that we all need to figure out is how do we, how do we make, Advertising and podcasts, you know, friendly to the listener, but also scale. Yeah. The key is friendly to the listener. The, right. Exactly. Because up, uh, up to this point, I'm getting the impression in the industry that while host reads are great, and baked in ads are great. They hate them. Um, they are just not going to scale for us to the, the ambitions that many have for this medium to get over a billion dollars. Well, they're, but at the same point podcasters who are going to have to accept less on CPMs. Yeah. You, you can't, you or can't. somehow we've got to get CPMs up higher because of the, of the value. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good luck holding the line on that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's, I don't know whose job that is, but it's something that we it's need our to job. focus on. It's trying our job. To, right. Trying, trying to figure out yeah. is, and I'm definitely seeing some upward uh, movement around CPMs right now. So, which is a good sign. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's hope that it's sustainable. I don't know if it's moving up because of the value of money is going down or, <laughs> you know, inflation or whatever. Yeah. Um, or is it because um, advertisers are perceiving that there's a, um, greater value in podcast advertising well, as opposed to alternatives. We know there is. <laughs> I know, you know, but it's the perception of the advertisers. This is all I, yeah. Yeah. Is what I'm focused on. Right. So, well, some interesting scenarios there. And I guess everyone else that's listening can become speculative and replace company with example, a with company du jour. Right. Um, these but, are concepts that I've, you know, that, we need to put out there as, as alternatives that are either being discussed or people are working on or, you know, do we want them or not? Right. Or ideas to hold the line. Right. Hmm. 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 You stuck it out there, Rob. <laughs> I did stick it out there. <laughs> Todd's going, uh, that wasn't the plan today. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay. okay so before we both get fired um <laughs> Todd, you, you can't get fired oh i can be removed as the ceo absolutely oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that's, i mean we're just keeping our reputations intact, right? i or, told i told someone the other it was on a facebook page someone had linked to a 
something that some new folks in the space had recorded and said, listen to this. And I'm like, I, and I'm just, it was a little irritated. I said, and I put it in the Facebook, if you want the truth, you go listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle the truth. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, in some instances, people can't. That's the, know, or, or they don't. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think so. the, this, the space is really healthy right now. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm excited about where it's going and, and the, in the, you know, the interest and, you know, my phone continues to ring off the hook from people that are, you know, sitting on piles, literally piles of cash, you know, when I, when I first, oh yeah, we've got a $6.7 billion fund to uh, pull from and our benefactors are, you know, the list 25 different, did you know, Hey, I've learned something about talking to bankers and M&A folks and VCs. You know where colleges are putting a ton of money? Tons. California colleges must be rich. They're putting millions and millions of dollars in funds, in startup funds. And I'm thinking to myself, does the public know does the public know how much money colleges are putting? I mean, literally, I was, I'm like, huh? Harvard? <laughs> Yale? They're a backer of your fund? Isn't their right. job to educate? And, and, and no wonder tuition's so high. <laughs> this country. It's to fund their funds. It's to fund their funds. Right, so they can make investments and then in, make bigger, bigger returns on their and making investments on, on businesses that sometime will go kaput. <laughs> right, <laughs> most of them do actually. Yeah, and you're, and I'm just, yeah. uh, I had no idea, had no, no idea. It was just kind of as you know, and and I and I have heard it over multiple calls. I'm like. Oh yeah, we've got this college and this college and this person and this and that. These are our, you know, these are our, you know, our funders and our guidelines and blah blah blah. And, I, and I'm just like, wow, 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 wow. And yet students yeah. are paying sixty thousand dollars a year to go to college, and uh, something fundamentally wrong with that, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. They should be focused on education. Right. You know, and uh, I, I don't think the general public just knows. I have, I think they have no idea. I don't think colleges have to, I, I don't know if they have to disclose that. If they're a private university, probably they don't have to. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. They're, so, they're, they're a private enterprise at that point. Yeah. You know, they are a but, business. But, but Todd, this whole topic of CPMs is, you know, right. what do we, what do we need to do as an industry to get those CPMs up? I think well, <laughs> I, would, I would love to have that be a, be a topic of podcast movement. Well, we, we start with a few bad actors. Right. We start with them? What do you mean? We start with them and make them toe the line on... Oh, you mean kind of okay, change some, some business practices yes, that are going on? Yes, yes. Toe the line. Get on board. You know, I've been out here, please get your certification, Rob. Get it done. And, and same with Libsyn, hurry up. You know, I'm out here taking machine gun bullets to my <laughs> vest. I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, 
Todd, we're enjoying the uh, the movie <laughs> of you taking all the bullets. <laughs> because I I need some more. I need some more people on the front line. Right. Oh my right. God. It is crazy. Well, I think it's coming. It's coming. So I think that there's a there's another group coming through. That's yeah. Coming. Because what you know, we get five six of us that are certified. Then we can say. Then we can start pounding some pounding. Heads. Right. You know, now they're just looking at me sideways. You know, they're like, you know, winning friends and influencing people on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, Todd, you're compliant. <laughs> Don't even go there. Yeah, it's true. No, yeah. oh, our, our hosting provider's compliant. Right, right. Yeah, you'll be compliant too, Rob. I know. Yeah. Hey, I'm all about compliance. Mm-hmm. So it's a, uh, you know, again, I'm educating and taking bullets. So. Right. Yep. And, incoming. Oh, we do incoming on them and they say force field, put it up and it just, you know, the grenade bounces off and says, we don't have a problem. We're good. We're good. That's right. We're good. We're, we're, we're certified. But that, we're no, we're compliant. We're good. We're good. <laughs> You would not believe how many times I've had it. We're good. We're good. We, we, uh, we're good as they're looking at their tech person, you know, raising the eyebrow. We're, we're, we're good. Right. And of course they don't add the words, aren't we, you know, yeah, so right. yeah, right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know when the next batch is coming through, but I would think in the next few weeks. Well, based so. on what Rob told me where they, they were and they were in the data analysis phase, they could right. be, it could be another month or two. Oh, really? Yeah, the data analysis phase is close to the end, but it's painful. That's where you, you know, that's where you're doing, you that's know, where you, it's where you've sent, say? you basically went through all the audits and they then have collected, you provided them a, a, a significant log file sample and then you mm -hmm. give them your answers and then they look at that make sure it matches <laughs> you know make sure that the math is right you know they say yeah okay the code does this and the answers say this and we run this through our system and it says x does it match it right. doesn't match right <clears throat> so the data analysis pieces and then they're going to come back with 25 questions and but i think there's Based on uh, everything I'm privy to, I think there's some pain points coming for some people. Yeah, I think I think we're about to have a group that uh, may see some adjustment on their download numbers. Oh, you're, oh, you're talking about those that are not currently certified, right? So, or yeah, right. I agree with I that. I think there's going to be some. Some, uh, as I like to put it, some butt pain. <laughs> well, because, you know, NPR and your platform being certified is, is really, you know, especially your platform is more of somewhat a little bit more of the same, right. Um, of what we've been going through the last few years until more, more platforms get on board. Right. Um, because you know, I mean, I mean, your platform has always been kind of a leader in this. And so you're, you're basically in that same position right now that you've been in for a long time until 
a lot of the other companies um, come on board, then it becomes really a, a standard at right, that point. Right, right, right. Because right now I'm not sure that it's really a standard because there's only two companies or two entities supporting it. Yeah. So, And as so. Mike Dell just said in the chat, then we can have the ugly baby talk with podcasters. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And there are some ugly babies out there. Yeah. So. It's just they're not obvious right now to people because there's not enough of a momentum behind the yeah. the certification process yet. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think some people it's going to be pretty much no change. And there will be on some others, there's going to be some adjustment. And some others, there's going to be some OSHIT moments. So Right. Some of them have not decided to take the haircut early. All right. I think is really, that's what I keep um, talking to people about is that the sooner you take the haircut, the less painful this is going to be. Mm-hmm. The longer you push it off, the more painful it's going to be. I, I believe. So what, you know, what happens when someone takes the haircut and gets a nice, you know, nice skin high with a number five on top? What happens when, um, well, we've all been through it, but some have Yeah, but what happens when that happens to them and all of a sudden the media buyers come back and say, hey, our performance is the same, <laughs> but the cost is less. Right, right. How does do, that do, work? Do, do you owe us some money? Right. How does that work? Can, yes. can, can we get an audit for the last year? Oh, oh, oh. Can you write me that $14.2 million check back, please? Right. I mean, from a VoxNest perspective, we got our our numbers in order before we really jumped into the advertising business. So that's that's one advantage to us. Um, oh, or, others have oh. been in the advertising business for a long time and have been living off of, um, well, let's just say, not accurate numbers. So what what happens then to the person that was already taking low CPMs that had been over-reporting right. and they take the haircut and then the folks go back and say, well, your stuff is, you could have a detrimentous effect to some companies. Right. So is it going to happen? Hmm, I don't know. If there was more direct advertisers versus DR, the DR folks have already adjusted CPMs on a vendor by vendor basis. So. Right. right. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be embarrassing to some, I think for a while, but we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, times are changing and I'm looking yes. forward to having more, more, uh, soldiers on the front line here. Mm-hmm. They're coming because the reinforcements are coming. Yes. Done. Yes. And, and for those of you who are listening, and be very honest with you, it's a we're having interesting discussions with the right players who think that a simple compliance is uh, enough, or someone saying they have compliance is enough, right? Without having to, you know, go through the the forensic audit and the you know five month deep dive. You know, where are we at? We're we're at uh, we're at April. Well, late April. You guys have been at this how long? January? Probably, yeah, probably uh, pushing five months, yeah. Yeah, so 
do you, do you not think in five, Hey Rob, and you know, in just five months, you think they had a thorough look? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel a little bit, uh, um, you know, I, I had someone, there's a, there's a bit of pain there. I've had, I had right. one person tell me, I can't say his name. I can't say who it was, but I, I went to an after hours event and he says, this whole beep, beep, beep is a bunch of beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why you say that? He says, it's not the cost, it's the time. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you didn't listen to the new media show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh so but there's been a lot of move of talent, a lot of people moving out of, you know, moving around. I think there could be a couple of companies that are actually in trouble. Todd, are you sensing a little bit of um increasing pain in shows moving platforms? Mm, no, because I've got the best guy in the world that can uh is the expert in migrating anyone from any platform. So for our side, no, <laughs> but going, well, no, I'm just think, th thinking of it from not so much from the host side, but from the distribution side, uh, from the, um, the complications that are starting to pop up around. So let's say show a moves from host B to host C. Sure. Uh, they've got themselves in all of these, you know, all of the new up and coming listening platforms. Oh yeah, and um, that some of these platforms don't support 301s on the redirect side. Uh, some of them you have to notify individually to get things to work right or update cover art descriptions. Those things are still happening in the space. Um. And this, this is a violin that, I know. I'm, that I'm playing here. I know. All right. Because it's, well, it's yeah. Go because ahead. for 15 years, <laughs> I've said, control your feed. Well, control. it's not even that, Todd. It's these other platforms that are not um, parsing the data to pick up changes. Or they're not um, changing the RSS feed based on a 301 redirect. They're... They're requiring manual notification and take, you know, take this feed now and change it out in your system. Right. Well, it's, it's an issue, but if you can, right. if you control your master feed, you don't have to worry about where you host your media. My RSS feed has not changed in 14 years and eight months. Well, no, yours hasn't, but I'm saying these other listening platforms, these bigger ones that are not. Not doing what, what the right thing to do is with RSS feeds. Well, again, yeah. it starts from the source. If you have a base RSS feed that you own and control, when you submit it, you don't have to ever worry about those platforms because the changes you make oh, right. are well, carried hopefully, through. Well, hopefully they get picked up. Right. That's the problem. Right. Right. That's I, the problem. Oh, I don't see any, well, if they're caching RSS feeds, well, that's an issue. I, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't run into that on our site. Okay. Now there is the, you know, okay. For example, on Spotify, I do right. have to delist a show, right? If they move to another platform, right? You know, that's there's nothing I can do about that. That's the way their system works. I know exactly, and that's part of that. That's part of what I'm saying here. Yeah. Is that we're there's still a lot of loose ends around seamlessly yeah. doing this stuff. Yeah. It's 
and it, it causes labor and effort that seems silly at this well it's because <laughs> the you know some of these platforms are not podcasting platforms and they've squeegeed it in and right. tried to figure it out so we're at uh, we're long here, Rob. Even though with even with our crash, right? Okay. So um, we should move on. Yeah. Uh, so I think if you're available, I don't know if you're available. Would you be able to do a show on Thursday? Are you thinking uh, uh, like an audio only show? Yeah, I might be able to come in. Well, I, there's no, I have, I'll have no way to do video, but okay. It, and it would, and I don't know what time you're, well, we can talk offline, but I'm definitely not available past Thursday. And matter of fact, past okay. Thursday, mid-afternoon, I'm, you know, it's going to be rough. So. Okay. Well, let's, let's plan on doing something on Thursday then. Okay. And then the following week, uh, we'll have to figure that out too on, on what we do. Um, okay. And then let's just plan on, you know, streaming it live on Spreaker or something. Yeah. And then uh, maybe we'll just not do as long of a show. Maybe do a shorter show on Thursday because it will have less time. Do like time an hour or something. Yeah. We do like an hour. Okay. Because people get mad when we're not feeding the beast. We're starting to get emails complaining when people say, how come you're missing the show? Right. So. Yeah. And today I have to do editing. This is the first time I ever had to edit this show. Oh, Todd. My goodness. Mm-hmm. It's shocking, actually. It is shocking. <laughs> so just splicing two video files together. So that's that's really problematic. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of our, our little family. And uh, when you come over to newmediashow.com, click on the little subscribe button. Tell your friends, fellow podcasters about the show. And uh, this is, a, again, I've always said that if you go back and listen to episode one through whatever, what are we at 240 or whatever the number is today, 242. Um, you can get a PhD in podcasting by listening to the show. If nothing else, know all the dirt that's going on in space <laughs> <laughs> and where all the dead bodies are buried. So, well, uh, and, and you know, big, big changes that I think that are coming to the medium too. Yeah. We talk about. So anyway, so thanks for being here. Todd at blueberry.com at geek news is my Twitter account. Uh, Rob at, uh, robgreenly.com is great to use as well as rob at spreaker.com. And, um, I can be found on Twitter at Rob Greenly. It's a great place to reach out to me. And then, uh, um, go visit my new Facebook group called better podcast ads, um, contribute your experience and your thoughts around, um, what we should do as an industry around creating better, um, ad copy so we can grow this medium. And please be patient with us as we head through uh, the early summer because it's all, this chaos is all caused by me uprooting and leaving Hawaii. So, um, but uh, don't worry, it's going to be fun because we'll be doing the show from different locations in the future with video. It'll be fun. I'll be in a different studio every week, maybe. Right. So uh, (laughs) everyone, thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of our our family. Again, everyone take care. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.